0: Hi, I'm Tara Kirkcell. I'm a senior scholar at the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, and I'm also a assistant professor at uh, Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health in the Department of Environmental Health and Engineering. Um, I also co-direct the health security tra- uh, PhD track um, in our department, um, which may be of interest to you if you're interested in getting a doctoral degree in this field. Um, so I'm so excited to be here to talk to you about how I got to where I am um, in the field of uh, health security, working on global catastrophic biological risk. Um, it starts simple. I had a good connection with someone who had a who was part of a network that got me um, my job, my first job um, as an analyst at our center. But I guess I should back up a little bit. Um, I was actually uh, a professional athlete. Uh, I did not um, start off um, in this field. Um, I uh, swam professionally and uh, was an Olympian um, and won a silver medal in the 2004 Olympics. But then when that was over, um, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but I knew that um, I was interested in biosecurity and bioterrorism. Um, I had gotten a... uh, bachelor's degree in human biology and a master's degree in anthropological sciences and was very interested in sort of the beginnings of health security before it was even health security. Um, And so, I was looking around to see what to do, um, and I, you know, met someone who um, knew someone who was willing to hook me up with Tom Inglesby. Um, at, at the time, it was the Center for Biosecurity. Um, I started at the, on the ground level um, as an analyst, um, and uh, you know, worked my way up from there. Got my doctoral degree while I was working at the center, um, and the center eventually um, became the Center for Health Security. And here we are, working on global catastrophic biological risk during this massive pandemic, um, where our advice and all the work that um, we've done for the past 20 years, I've been in it for the past 10 years, has become really important um, in helping us figure out the policies and practices that we need to have um, to get out of this pandemic um, and move forward uh, with our lives. I think uh, some of the things that are are really important um, in getting there uh, and getting here and the lessons that I've learned are to get in on the ground level, start even if it's not what you originally expected to do, um, be willing to do that grunt work. Um, When I came to the center and started um, in this field, um, I had been an Olympian at the top of my field um, and here I was um, cold calling uh, legislators uh, offices to get their um, health staffers' uh, contact info so we could send them invitations. Um, I was counting paragraphs so we could um, reference things correctly. Um, sometimes you have to prove yourself, um, you know, getting in the ground floor that you can do that work, um, and then you have the opportunities to move up gradually over time. Um, The other thing uh, that I would have to say is really important um, is being ready for those opportunities, and sometimes you have to make your own opportunities. Um, So that involves sort of thinking through um, when the moment is right, getting, um, you know, starting new work when um, it's most needed, um, and having your ear to the ground on what is really important. Um, I think it's also really important to be persistent. Um, That's one of the lessons that I've learned uh, coming from my swimming background is that, um, you know, sometimes you can have a hard time and it can be really tough um, and you just need to keep on trying. Um, You know, sometimes dealing with uh, reviewers' comments or getting a grant rejected um, can be really demoralizing. And so I think it's really important to sort of know what you want and be willing to stick with it to get get where you want to go. Uh, I think also one of the thing the organizers has had asked us to talk about is some of the projects that we've worked on. Um, so when I came into the center, um, I worked on all ranges of things. So that was from, you know, bioterrorism to um, nuclear consequence management, like what to do if a, if an IND goes off in a city, how do we actually save the most lives um, it is to let people know that they should shelter in place until they um, have an have a evacuation plan. Um, I worked on things involving bioterrorism and understanding how these programs are funded in the federal government. Recently, I've been doing a lot of work with CDC on different policies. So like what, how different um, policies were made for quarantine and isolation um, during Ebola, how those differed all across the country and why they differed. Um, it's really important because states, um, you know, have the right to make, make up their own own approaches. Um, so we need to know um, what are the important factors there. Um, I've also worked with CDC on um, resilience, um, trying to improve Um, community resilience so that when these disasters happen, they're ready to bounce back um, from those disasters and recover effectively. Um, And then I've also worked with CDC on um, communications, um, improving risk communication when we have to face these disasters, Um, and doing a better job of getting the word out there to the public and helping them to adopt um, protective behaviors. I've also worked on a number of really interesting projects. Um, These um, include crowd forecasting, um, trying to figure out uh, or provide a platform for um, forecasters to um, determine uh, the outcomes to different um, infectious disease outbreaks, um, to make a prediction on them and to see then how that can work um, in the future field of public health. Um, We were able to actually use the platform that we had created over the last year to um, ask our forecasters some questions about COVID-19 when it first emerged. Um, And, you know, they said, and it has proven to be correct, that this was going to be a very explosive and fast moving outbreak. Um, I've also worked a lot in the last little while on understanding misinformation um, and disinformation and how to manage it, Um, how to communicate effectively, but also address when people are getting false information, what are the things that we really need to do? Um, I think I've heard from other scholars, one of the things that we Um, as uh, people who are understanding the science really need to do is engage with people. Don't mute your uncle um, is what I've heard uh, and to engage respectfully with empathy and trying to have connection to help people understand the tactics that are being used um, in these misinformation and disinformation battles um, and to uh, help people uh, verify and have new information sources. Um, now I'm working a lot on COVID-19. Um, I uh, helped uh, co-led um, the exercise that our center did um, in uh, October of 2019 with a coronavirus um, and looking at some of the things that we needed to manage. Um, and from there really, it's been um, you know, moving into what do we do about this coronavirus? How do we manage? Um, some of these big policy decisions and um, uh, deal with the unfolding events, Um, it has not gone as we had hoped it would go. Um, But I think there's always room for improvement. There always is room for us to do a better job. And in this case, it's um, certainly an opportunity there. Um, And so as we go forward, um, I hope that my work will be able to help improve the response to COVID-19 and also prepare Um, you know, the U.S. and the world um, for the next time we see one of these events, you know, if it's a global catastrophic biological event, we should use COVID-19 to uh, improve that response and learn from these mistakes and do a better job next time. I hope that you'll join me in this field. Uh, It's exciting. We need more young energy. We need people like you. And so uh, I hope that you're inspired to join me um, in health security and preparing for these types of events.